The ocean never swallows a person whose leg it does not touch. My evil is stupid, but yeah, you understand it. I think you should pick up Butter Honey Pig Bread if you haven't, because this book is filled with a lot of enlightenment. And if you need further convincing, then I think you should listen to my drunk review of Butter Honey Pig Bread. Enjoy. Sitting here, nursing a mixable drink. So mixable, I just mixed a couple of drinks in my jug, and I'm nursing a drink because I just finished butter honey pig bread, and <laughs> I felt the wave of emotions. Like before finishing, I already knew that I wanted to, you know drink actually while reviewing it and i knew that i wanted to be slightly drunk for this review because i don't think that i can't be seen while reviewing this book i didn't think i would be seen while reviewing this book or rather sober but and to be honest i can't be sober while reviewing it because butter honey is filled with so much <sighs> I'll be right back take 200 hey hey welcome to reads recs and reviews my name is Chiamaka the bookish book girl and your host and today we are going to be reviewing Butter Honey Pig Bread by Francesca Equiasi. And this book is making its rounds um, on Bookstagram, brought to us by the amazing Amin, the Gloss Mafia. And yeah, it's about time that I actually did a review to share my experience of this book. Just a fair one in my experience or rather my feelings are quite fresh because I just finished reading it and I was I had goosebumps all over. I was I was just stuck. And I'm not in a drink. Um so I mixed magic moments with white wine and a little strawberry pop soda something with um slices of lemon in it. I don't know what this is going to do to me, but do I care? Hell no. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my drunk review. Because it's about to get hella messy. Trust me, really messy. pig bread sounds like a very it's a very awkward name to be honest not awkward but it's very unique because 
because you are trying to understand what exactly is the name in this book but you know it's it if you don't read the book if you're not um, absorbing the book you would actually um, what's the word to use you would actually miss the titles being talked about in each section of the book trust me so butter honey pig bread follows through the lives of Cambrian Achi and her twin daughters Taye and Candy who um, got separated over something that happened um, to them a long time ago and they have especially Taye and Candy and you know Cambrian Achi is an Obanje and um, she you know she's in and out basically but you know there have been grievances and experiences for her and she's just it hasn't been easy for her and her kid her, her twin daughters so i am rambling <laughs> but i'm going to start off first by reading the blog because i think that the blog is going to give me a bit of direction as to what I'm supposed to talk about. Well, not as to what I'm supposed to talk about, but, you know, give my thoughts a bit of direction because I am a total mess. Okay. In Sensuous Mystic Prose, Francesca Equias's sweeping debut novel tells the interwoven stories of three Nigerian women, Cambri Nachi and her twin daughters, Candy and Tai. Believing herself to be an Obanji, a spirit that plagues a family with grief, by dying repeatedly in childhood and being reborn. Cambri Nachi fears the consequences of her defiant of her defiant decision to stay alive. Her worst fears come true when Kehinde experiences a, a devastating childhood trauma that fractures the family in seemingly irreversible ways. Kehinde moves away to Montreal to heal and build a life of her own. Tai flees to London and attempts to numb her guilt and loneliness with reckless hedonism. After more than a decade apart, Tai and Kendi return home to visit their mother in Lagos, where the three women must address the wounds of the past if they are to reconcile and move forward. Incandescent and evocative, Butterhoney Pigbread is an intergenerational tale of choices and their consequences of motherhood, of the malleable line between the spirit and the mind, of finding new homes and mending old ones, of voracious appetites, of queer love, of friendship, faith, and above all, family. So yeah, that in itself already tells you what the book is about. Right? Right. <laughs> so, I know that I started out reading Butter Honey Pig Bread as an ebook on Kindle. I purchased um, a copy of it on Kindle and I was already reading it as soon as Amin talked about it. But then I was privileged or lucky enough or blessed to have had um, a lovely person, a lovely friend buy me the paperback when it came out in Nigeria, in the Nigerian bookstores. And I just couldn't wait to actually get into it because from already my K 
Kindle book from the Kindle version. I had already started bookmarking and tabbing and color coding and lots of stuff. And I just knew that this book, <laughs> it could do me something. And it did. It really did. I liked that. Okay, so um, there's no format to this thing, to this review. I'm just going to be talking about so many things as I think of them and as I remember them. Right? Okay, so Butter Honey Pig Bread is such an amazing book, really. It tells of so many stories, so many tales. It talks of so many things. It was expertly written. <laughs> In all honesty, it is for a debut, my God. I mean, I know that a lot of people say this and that it's whatever they say about it being a debut and being excellent, that is true. And I'm uh, chesting to it, tipping my glass through it, whatever that is. Whatever that is. And... I think that Butter Honey was unapologetic in its own way because it explored a lot of, like a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of topics that I might not have written down. And it's definitely a book I would reread a thousand times. I'm already looking forward to my copy being battered because I'm reading this shit again and fucking again. Yeah. So, um... I, I had a lot of tabs. I like that it was interwoven with food. And it is food is something that I didn't grow up liking, first of all. So a bit of um, family, personal story. I didn't grow up liking, not liking food. I didn't grow up um, one liking to cook, basically. I didn't like to cook. My sisters can testify to that. I hated cooking. My mom, when then when they always tell children, oh, you're supposed to be in the kitchen, watch him. I, I always ran away from it. But I got to uni and then I realized that, you know, I could make my own meals when I wanted them, how I wanted them without having to, you know, restrict myself. So it, it felt like a very um intangible thing, but it was tangible to me because, I mean, I could eat fish at any point in time i mean i'm not saying that i know that you know when you have siblings or when you have older fam older, older um, people or when you're a lot in a family you know you have meals where the um what's it called well let's just say the meat doesn't go around i mean the meat did go around but you know always wanting to have more for yourself is not a bad thing but you know you have to share so you know i really wasn't supposed i wasn't going to share my food i mean i could eat fish when i wanted i could eat chicken at any point in time i could decide oh, okay all i'm going to eat today is that i just want to lick soup because i know that in most nigerian homes it is an absolute taboo absolute taboo to lick soup only without the accompanying swallow which is either amala eba semu gary whatever it is fufu you have to accompany the soup with that solid part of it and so i knew that i could eat soup leek soup whenever i wanted if i wanted to eat noodles all through i would eat noodles the only thing i knew how to cook them was noodles but gradually i would always text my mom oh i wanted to make a gussie soup how do i make it and my mom, God bless my mom, she's so patient. And she would, you know, text me these things and tell me, oh, this is how you make it. So I never liked to cook growing up. 
but getting to uni, I developed a very um a very soft side for cooking. And then having a roommate in my second year who actually loved my cooking, it was somehow a confidence boost. So this book being intertwined with food, I mean, the first part of it where she said, um, where is it? She said, um, how to make jollof rice. I think jollof rice with smoked fish, curry chicken, and soft boiled eggs. It, I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I liked, I liked it. It was somehow it felt real. I listened to Amin's podcast where she talked with Francesca and Francesca said that she, for her, um, what's it called? Bonding happens over food. So food is that, um, is that common factor. And in this book, it, she made it real. Like it was that, for, especially for Taye and Timmy, how they bonded over their love for cooking, made all this Nigerian deliciousness. And it was just, oh my God. I'm rambling. I know I'm rambling, but I just have to. I have to just highlight this thing, highlight what I think about this book, what I feel about it. So I'm just going to because I want it to be defined. I don't. I, sometimes I don't like to just ramble on, but I like my drink choice though. It's quite tasty. So because I don't like, I sometimes I like to follow a plan. I'm just going to talk about several things. So, first of all, I'm going to talk about <laughs> my favorite part of the book. So, I really don't have a favorite part, but I have a favorite scene where uh, I'm trying to search for it. So, it happened where um, Tai, you know, slept with Banke. Yeah, Banke is her name. Yeah, yeah. Where Tai slept with Banke and you know, Banke is all rambling and talking, you know, spewing shit. And then Tai is just like, I don't know, girl. I'm a human animal who's just trying to fuck you right now. Is that okay? And I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? I don't know if that's my favorite favorite part of the book, but I think um looking at it now with the memory still fresh i think my favorite part will actually be where they all where they each um confronted confronted themselves um basically um um Taye and Kendi confronting each other and then oh, if you're hearing noise people around ignore it and then Kambiri Nachi coming in and you know trying to pacify everybody with Timmy also coming to act as a little bit of buffer but I think that's my favorite part because it also made me understand Kendi's anger Honestly, initially, if we're talking about characters now, Kindly was actually my least favorite. Like, if we're talking main characters, she was actually my least favorite because I really didn't get, I mean, you know, we didn't get the whole story until towards the, towards the end and confrontation. But I just felt that, I, excuse me, she had, she didn't have control of it. I mean, what she had, what, what Taya had done and she had come to her aid, 
You get what I'm saying? But looking at it in hindsight, Tai actually tried to do something, but her mom stopped her from doing it because she didn't want her to fall into a darkness, a certain darkness that would have come over her if she had carried out the action she wanted to carry out. Now, that being said, I think that, um, like I said, that part, that scene where they actually talked things out, even though it didn't, um, they didn't actually resolve a lot of issues, especially for Tai and Kendi. Um, it somehow was an opening. It was actually like a step in the right direction. I felt that as Tai was growing older, as Kendi, as both of them were growing older, Kendi should have actually confronted her in time and let her know. Because you see, Tai said she didn't know. And that was, it was a, I think it was a justifiable excuse because she didn't know. You know, she has a sixth sense, much like Cambry Nachi, Cambry. But she didn't know, and I felt that really you should just cut Cam um, Tai some slack. Because Tai tried, really, she tried. She, she, Tai wasn't used to being alone. I'm not now saying that, because um, I really, you really can't fault Tai for anything really i don't think we can because they were both kids yes i understand that um i understand that um kind of wanted her to come to her aid but i mean they were both kids what exactly would tai had done like I, I really don't know but that is what i think so yeah basically that's my favorite scene aside from the part where tai goes all dumb or in banke, you know, but that part is my favorite scene. Um, what scene stuck in your head? So I think the one scene that stuck in my head was Cambry Nachi and, um, what's that lady's name? That Banji's cousin, yeah, Toyosi. That was a scene that stuck in my head, like when, um, what were they celebrating again? Oh yeah, like a housewarming party. So I liked so it's 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 like um where Cambrina she tells her that you lost nothing if it is wealth that you want the man you chose he will attract plenty if it's children that you want you have many what is yours is yours no one else can claim it we're all creatures of the cosmos it's only the law that is stuck in my head because. And, you know, in the, at the beginning part where we're introduced to the character Toyosi and where it was said that she had a newfound dislike for Cambry because she asked for, she asked that she put in something, you know, chip in something to her man friend, basically. I mean, but that, that, that's like typical Nigerian. That's how we all are. And I didn't see why Toyosi had to be upset about it. I mean... Well, maybe I'm embarrassed. But yeah, but this scene stuck in my head because it was, it's, I don't know, it was somehow revealing, revealing rather, of how we humans actually are, I don't know, we actually carry jealousy with us. It's, it's actually crazy. I think another scene that stuck in my head uh, let me see. I had them. I have them tabbed. Um, hold up. 
I have them tabbed on my book yeah I think another scene that stuck in my head was Timmy when he tried to commit suicide I swear I was reading this in my sister's office and I dropped the book I was already like literally in tears drink break I was already like literally in tears because I was wondering what's in God's name like how how I was so upset it stuck in my head and how Tai was racing to help her friend do you know like I don't know it that that scene was just so sad to me the scene also the scene that stuck in my head is the scene where they were cooking in Aidy's room Aidy's room and you know another scene that stuck with me was actually when she went to mass when Tai went to mass so most of these scenes actually are Tai's um scenes not because I think that um the other characters were boring or anything but Tai is just I feel like Tai is my spirit animal I don't know or my spirit my soulmates I don't know I don't feel like Tai Tai is me or something but you know that place where it says mass had already begun she arrived just at the start of the penitential rite and a small congregation was standing Tai placed her cup beside her on the bench and stood as the prayer began the sound of the congregation praying together many voices rising and falling in unison sounded like a rushing brook it felt like warm water pouring down her skin that took me it took me back i don't know why i feel like crying <laughs> it could be the dream speaking but i don't know why i feel like crying anyways that scene took me back i'm a catholic or i think that <laughs> i don't know if that's what to say because Thai also made me realize that there's a difference between being a Catholic and actually attending Catholic Mass. <laughs> oh my god, there are so many things I'm discovering this night and uh, I don't even know how I feel about these things. Yeah, so where Thai said, um, I, I go to Catholic, <laughs> like that part actually just made me realize how much of the Catholic faith how much of the Catholic um, rites that I actually enjoy. You know, sometimes I don't think of these things, but there's always that peace that follows. And that is me. And that I'm, I'm not saying this because I am actually was born a Catholic. But over time, I have discovered that being in, being in that situation, being in a church, a Catholic church, being in a cathedral, it's just, it's really something else. It's, beautiful it is over it is it's soothing actually in more ways than one it is actually soothing but yeah those are really um really good scenes that stuck to me um <laughs> another scene um you know the one with her and isabella but i think that was just too vague and too blah yeah too blah and then, oh yeah, one thing that stuck. Cambry, Nachi, and Messi when Cambry was in school, and it's 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 overwhelming because I feel that 
it has happened to a lot of people like that particular scene has happened might have happened to a lot of people and there's really nothing unreal about it i mean if we actually start seeing with our mind's eye with our spiritual eyes i feel that we'll see a lot of things that would actually make our head explode but yeah that's just it was just um it was crazy overwhelming and mind-boggling and it was i was just like oh my god a lot of people people see these things people do these things people hear these things so i knew that it was real so as much as it was fiction it still was real hold on i need to top up my drink okay so i'm topping up my drink and i really do like it it's so chilled oh my god anywho's I think I'm done talking about my favorite scenes from this book. I think that I have spoken a bit. I have mentioned a lot of scenes. And I think that it stuck with me. They made a whole lot of sense. And I love them. Okay, moving on. What did I think of the writing? Um, I think I, I've said it before. I think that the writing is such... I don't know. There's this sensual way the writing actually just moves. I don't know how to describe it like you are not confused it neither leaves you confused but actually leaves you wanting more i don't know if that's the, if that's the way to describe the writing because it's that simple in in her podcast in amin's podcast with in i mean in the episode where amin spoke with francesca she said that the writing somehow um I won't say reflected, but it actually was, um, it showed, um, the, it showed the, um, reflex of someone who has read Shefiata. I have never read it. I've never read any book by Shefiata. I started and I stopped. I think everything good will come. Yeah. I said, and I stopped. So, but you see that this, right. It's, it is exquisite. Now I am not seeing this to be biased. Um, or neither am I saying this to, you know, please anybody or just be amongst the people who are, excuse me, who are saying good things about this book, but the writing is, is very sexy. Yeah. I think that's the word to use and I'll drink to that. Yeah. I'll actually drink to that. I actually drank to that. It's a very sexy writing because it's so easy to understand. It flows seamlessly. You know, recently multiple POVs, or rather in the POVs of Kambili, Kambili Tai and Kendi, it flows seamlessly between past and present. As in, it's so seamless in that, in that movement. Oh my God. Anybody who has no experience in this book, I really don't know what you're reading for, Sha. Would you reconsider reading this book? Hell yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes times a hundred. Yes times one million. I would. I say I am looking forward to this book being battered. Because I'm going to reread this shit out of it. And for every time I reread, I feel like I'm going to tab more. Yes, I'm reading this book. Which character did you like best? <laughs> I think it's obvious. <laughs> Tai. I loved Tai. I loved I loved who she was. In as much as she made a lot of bad decisions. She I feel like she was love personified. 
I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but Tai actually Tai actually exudes like she is actually a she's actually sunshine if you if we don't if we um you know if we look at look at it critically she's actually sunshine but she doesn't know it because while she doesn't speak so much she's actually endearing and she trusts and people want to be around her people want to revel and bask in that light that is tie i love tie immensely like i feel like she 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 was like the most misunderstood and my other my my next favorite character actually is Timmy and Wolfie. My god, are we not going to talk about Wolfie? God, Wolfie, I don't even know. I want to cry on Wolfie's behalf. Like, my girl did him dirty. Ah, but then it's understandable. Like, it's really, really understandable. But Wolfie, Timmy, ah, shit. Timmy, Timmy, I love. I really do love Timmy. That's your unapologetic. I mean, it's... It's, um... It's a thing of wonder, to be honest. It's really, it really is a thing of wonder. How did this setting impact the story? I think that the setting of the story made everything real. You know, from Lagos to London to Halifax to Montreal to where's the other place? Tanja. I think I didn't know how to pronounce it. But it made it all real. I like that it was bouncing. You know, I like that we got to see glimpses of so if I were to go to Halifax, I would actually try to look up these places. You know, but the setting the setting of the book, location wise, was great. Really great. I liked it. I totally enjoyed it. Um what other books did this book remind you of? Funny enough, none because this book is is too much. It's unique. It's unique in its own right. To be honest, I, I think I don't think there's I don't think this book reminds me of anything. Any other book, rather. Because no other book compares. I think if I'm going to think deeply, because I can't think right now, I'm actually on my way to drunkenness. But if I'm thinking, thinking, thinking so hard. Uh, let's see. What book will it remind me of? I would want to say Americana, but no, 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 no. A book. I don't even want to say Freshwater because the two of them don't even come close. Like they're not in any way connected. Um. <laughs> so I'm thinking in terms of your Banji aspect. I want to say Dizzy Angel, but I know that is a drunk me talking. Um, what exactly, what exactly, nah, I can't think of any book right now, so, like, this book is a class of its own, 
typical class of its own. Favourite quote from the book. So I have a lot of favourite quotes. Favourite quotes. I'm going to just rifle through them. So the first one is, Death is only a doorway and her dying was always a simple event. She would merely stop breathing. Um, another quote of mine that I loved. Oh yeah, not quotes per se. It was like the prayers that, I would say they are prayers that Taya said every morning. May I be safe. May I have peace. May I have joy. May I be healthy. And I've actually written this down and pasted on my wardrobe. Because first things first, early morning, these are the things I am saying. These are the things I'm going to be manifesting to myself. Because we need positivity in this world. Drink into that again. We need positivity. Um, what other what other quotes can I think of? I not think of. Oh yeah, there's this there's this saying there's this saying that here said, in Lagos, there is no bubble thick enough to protect you from the truth of your privilege, or your disadvantage. You see it everywhere, every day. Culture is the way of life. This one, as soon as I read it, my ear was just doing glingling because I'm like, <laughs> ain't there the truth? And another quote of mine, she is a vast garden of water-hungry flowers in a land of perpetual drought. <laughs> my God, somebody should describe me like this. Instant marriage. I'll marry you. <laughs> I'm going to marry you. <laughs> Um, what other favorite quotes do that do I have? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I think that is all. So this one is in French. Oh, because I was going to actually. No, that's my favorite quote. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let us see. Mm. Okay, I think I've come to the end of my favorite quotes. Yeah, I think I've come to the end of my favorite quotes. Favorite quotes of the day. I don't think there's any other thing for favorite quotes because... Um, it is... I think everything about the book is just oh yeah then where Cambridge talks to Toyo C. But basically every other thing else I think I have to read this book again to get another favorite quotes. But yeah, you get the drift. Those are my favorite quotes. I loved those words so much. They actually just struck something deep in me. Yeah. And then another thing that it says um for Cambri Nachi Living was a tumultuous cascade between the unbearing misery of being in this alive body indefinitely and an utter intoxication with the substance, the very matter of life. Do with that what you will. Okay, would you read another book by this author? Yes, I most definitely would. Why? Because Francesca is genius. Francesca is genius. 
and that's that. Ooh. I'm going through this story like water because Francesca is genius and I'm going to read. I think she, she mentioned something about another book. But whenever it's coming out, I'm going to sit here patiently waiting. Trust me, I will. What do you think of this book's title? I think that it is really unique. I think that it's ingenious because for each of the, for each section of the book, so it is divided into sections, butter, honey, pea bread. And there's no how you won't see the title in the book. The butter was there, the honey, the pig, and the bread. They were all there. They all had a, how do I put it? They had a role to play. A unique role. Each of these words, they had a unique role. And like Amin said, it was actually English breakfast. So yeah, think of it that way too. So I think it was ingenious. How unique and original was this book? So fucking unique. Like, I don't get how people actually sit down and actually think of these things like i don't get it i don't understand how the, how do you people do it please this authors how do you do it because it's like hey god <laughs> like it's so she said that she feels that okay um um francesca in amin's podcast said that she feels that you know, seasoned authors will write this in three months. And I mean, it was like, they cannot, like, they cannot write it in three months. Who born them? Like, are they mad? Are they smoking something? Because if they are, I like to have a, a draw. Ah, there was one part um in the book where Timmy was rolling up a joint and then he had to dissect a a cigarette so <laughs> my friend actually did that one time i think that yeah he did that one time and it was so good actually it was nice i miss a lot of things but yeah i was saying something before i digress but i can't remember anymore because this girl is drunk but am I good to go? I am good to go. So, <laughs> would I recommend this book <laughs> to all and sundry? I mean, I'm, I mean, it's already doing the good work. So, I'm just going to add. Which means that, and another, another thing is, I have been actively avoiding reviews on this book. Like, I just see them and I jump and pass. But, I am telling you, I am actually going to go on a hashtag of this book and repost every damn every damn post I see I don't even want to know this book is it needs to be shouted from the rooftops hey good it needs to be shouted from the rooftops I'm sorry um okay so let's talk about themes in this book so the themes in this book were family most important um, motherhood, actually. Sometimes we think it's easy to be a mother, but it's not. It's not. Kambi wasn't a bad mom. 
she was just caught up in a very bad situation. But she loved her baby so much. Um, there was um, LGBTQ, the issue of sexuality, and gender conformity. I think that's the word to use, yeah. Um, that's another thing in the book. Um, there was, it was culinary cooking. I think that's a theme in itself. There was, um, uh, I would say, I don't want to say, oh God, I wouldn't say fetishization of LGBTQ, especially like in a scene where Isabella was trying to justify the fact that, oh yeah, she doesn't do this thing, but you know, she does it because I'm like, guy. That is almost like you saying you just want to kiss a lesbian to know, to compare notes to how it sounds or how it feels like kissing a guy. But yeah, you get the point. Um, what other theme in this book do we have? Um, friendship. Oh God, friendship. Yes, friendship is such... It was... Whew. Friendship, I think I should have called friendship first, but friendship was such an amazing thing in this book, especially Tai. I will still go back to Tai and Timmy. I love them both so much. So fucking much. So fucking much. And another theme, I would say faith, because um, it showed us that people actually ghost creatures to be honest and as much as people might see that oh the devil the demon i think that god has not made us judge and jury of anything and if we do believe that there's an afterlife if we do believe that there is judgment day and if we feel that these people are wrong then fine leave them be let's get on judgment day and let god judge all of us just fucking let them be like, just fucking let them be. Taking it into your own hands to imprison them, to kill them. It only makes matters worse. Because you're no more, you're not a good person. Because at the end of the day, God will still judge you for murder. Like, how crazy is that? Like, do you understand? God is going to judge you for murder. I digress. But yeah, so it's like saying that sometimes these people, like... Not even saying these people. These people is even wrong. I wouldn't even say they want acceptance because they've already they already accept themselves. Just leave them be. Support them. And if, like I said, if if there's if there's judgment, there everybody go judge. If, if everybody go even go even not go even we do we do we do right. Basically, but yeah. I like that it talks about faith. I like that. I like the way she portray- portrayed Our Lady. It was... I don't know. There was just something about it. And I am drunk. <laughs> and I am still drinking. Yeah. Um, what is my routine for this book? <laughs> Over 10, 100 over 100, 1 million over 1 million. 
like i feel like a five star is too small like i feel like a five star if five fucking star is too small for this book hey god how would you give this book a five star <laughs> if you're not giving it a 10 over 10 like my guy fuck off <laughs> like just fuck off this book deserves more than a five star and i'm a drunk person rambling but yeah we move <laughs> Uh, what else am I going to talk about this book? I just, I just, I, I don't know. This book, it just made me think of a lot of things. It made me just, you know, think of, of how life is, of how people, of how we actually break relationships over little things. Well, not little things, because rape is actually a big issue, and that is another um what's it called another theme the issue of rape and um rape and sexual assault like it's not a little thing but if i feel that if kende had confronted tai at a very early stage they would have been fine but then again we wouldn't have had all the drama all the cooking all the movement to london to montreal all the meeting of wolfy and Farouk. Oh, please, let's talk about Farouk. Farouk is such a lovely creature. Farouk. Oh, another thing. Let's talk about that end. What is that end? Like, I finished the book and I'm like, I had to send Amin a voice note. I was like, Amin, what is that end? I don't get it. I don't get the end. I like, Oh, God, I want to cry. But I don't even know how I want to start crying. Because I'm like, what is that end? What is that end? How can you end a book like that? I fly into the open arms of my kin. I rest. Like, my guy, you were supposed to go to Tangiers. Oh, shit. But then again, I like the end because it gives us... The readers' opportunity to actually fill in the blanks, and this podcast is becoming so long. <gasps> yeah, sorry, I was drinking. And this last of my brew for the night. <laughs> I'm never, ever, 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 ever. I don't think I'm ever going to try this again. Kudos to Amin for always doing this on her podcast. But me? Zero. I don't do it again. Because I'm so much of a talkative as a drunk. And I feel like, and I always know that I ramble a lot. Like, a fucking lot. I've had about five, six, ten glasses of wine. All my mixed concussion. This is a mixture of ma- magic moment and white wine. I think I mentioned that in the beginning. But I've had a mix of that. I have actually finished the whole jar of the the whole jug of drink. But anyways, um I think that the book ended well. I like that because it gives us an opportunity to actually fill in the blanks. You get, it gives us, it gives me a reader to actually just think of 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Who, um, um, like, which, what is the gender? Okay, no, I don't want to be concerned about the gender. But, you know, is the baby alright? Is the baby going to be fine? But, you know, all that was mentioned at the end of the book. And I just, like, I don't know. I wanted more. Like, guys, I wanted more. Like, I really, really wanted more. I don't know how people read with cliffhangers. But I realize I don't do well with cliffhangers. So yeah, but I want to remember this book, but I like the end. I'm not going to lie. I like the end. And I think that is the end of me actually reviewing Butter Honey Pig Bread. Because your baby girl is drunk as fuck. But yeah, I need to go right now. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. Um, if you would like to send me a voice message, please do so. If you want me to read something or review a book, let me know. Send me a private message on Instagram at bookishibogirl. Um, follow my podcast on Spotify. I don't know if you can follow on apple podcast but if you can please do if you, and i think you should also subscribe on yeah you can subscribe on google podcast yes so this is the end um i finished reviewing butter honey peak bread and i am so drunk as fuck like literally drunk as fuck but yeah i'm going to actually drain the last bit of this and then i'm going to finish my outro And it's all done. Thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble on as a drunk. Thank you for um for the support I've gotten on my podcast. I really do appreciate you guys. It's not easy, but I try my best to actually turn out and put out content for you guys. Like I said, don't forget to subscribe on Google Podcasts. Don't forget to follow on Spotify and Apple Music and every other platform that you can follow on. I will put out a link to actually subscribe to my newsletter so that you get um, reminders of when I am posting a new podcast. But yeah, if you haven't read Butter Honey Pig Bread, and I think that you should pick it up and read it because this book is an absolute germ it talks about so much it reflects on so much and i think that you will love it if you don't believe me listen to what i mean if you don't listen to what i mean search for butter honey pig bread on instagram using the hashtag and you're going to find a lot of reviews to solidify the fact that you actually need to pick this book but yeah and i'm going to pass out right now adios dalu kachibo